Talk lines open now at 247-2000. You are listening to First City Forum on KTKN with your host, Brittany Rickard, and I am here with Elizabeth uh, Nelson and Amanda Glanzer. Glanzer. See, I wanted to say that, and then I was like, if I'm wrong, I'm going to feel terrible. Trust yourself. And Shauna, remind me your last name. Nelson. Nelson, Nelson. okay. We're, we're long-lost relatives. We haven't figured out how yet, but, you know, one of the many Nelsons. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. It's like sort of like the Smith clan. <laughs> All right, and what are we here to talk about today? I'm going to pretend I don't know. Oh, good <laughs> job, Brittany. That was really well done. We are, um, we've been working on a little show for the last, oh, I don't know, eight weeks. Just yes. a little show. Um, you know, just got a couple of people in it, about 32. And it just, you know, they're doing a couple of songs about, I don't know, what, 24? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's starring some kind of amazing people. One of them, whose name happens to be Brittany Rickard. Yeah, I've heard she's pretty cool. Um, well, I've heard she's she really <laughs> sings well, is what I've heard. I and think she's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's, she's pretty all right. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst a number of other people. Yeah, we're here to talk about the show we are opening on Friday night. It is 9 to 5, which yeah, is the Dolly cool. Parton musical. Written all the music is by Dolly Parton with Patricia... Um, Resnick. Resnick. <laughs> Rickard and Resnick yeah. just got <laughs> caught up in my brain. Uh, wrote the libretto, the, the script for that. So it's really just a fun show. If for anyone who's familiar with the 1980 musical of the same name, movie. 9 to 5, movie, movie, 9 to 5, uh, starring Jane Fonda and Dolly Parton and Lily, Lily Tomlin, um, this is based on that film and follows the the script of that film pretty closely, yeah. but it has all this amazing music tied into it. So we're here to just uh, talk about what our process has been and um, let you know how you can come and see this. And Shauna is part of part of the show as well. She is one of our ensemble members. It is it. This is. Um, we went to see Hades Town in New York this spring, and in that particular musical, there's a line about the hardest working, um, hardest working ensemble, hardest working chorus, something like that. And no, that is not actually the nine to five ensemble. <laughs> is probably the hardest working yeah. ensemble ever in musical theater history. These guys are in just about. Every song? Pretty much every, yeah, yeah, all of them. And this is a really song-heavy musical. I mean, mm-hmm. musicals you know, always have a lot of music. That's why we call them musicals. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I know. But this one, I was um, working on the program for the show, and in that, you know, I always look at what we did last year. And in Pippin, which is, a, you know, also a pretty, I always thought, song-heavy musical, just the first act alone has double the songs this year that we had last year yeah. it's really crazy so that's it's a lot of fun though can so so what is it so shauna we work really late we're a little tongue-tied in the morning um, so shauna this is your first performance with first city players yes this is my first um performance experience being a part of first city players so 
what a way to jump all in. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Have you done musicals before? <laughs> no, I have not. Have you performed before? In choir in That's high school. That's amazing. Yeah, so, so you've never is... done plays or anything? No. This is me getting to know Shauna, too, because I've, I've been, I haven't really been a part of this. And I know, Shauna, you took one of our adult star path classes with Ty Hewitt in the spring, right? Yes. Was that, did that, did that fuel your, your interest in this at all? It did. It introduced me to the community. Um, and uh, some people through that experience, like Jack Finnegan and other people had said, like, you should, you know, you should definitely do this again. And so that opened the door to that. Awesome. What is a Star Path class? Star Path is our, is our education courses. So we, we offer Star Path classes for anyone from, in the past, we have done preschool. I don't know if we did preschool this year, but all the way through adult. This was the first time in... I don't know, a long time ever. No, in a long time that we've had adult classes. So usually it's just school age, high school and kindergarten to high school. But this time we had an adult class because we had somebody to teach it, which is really (laughs) exciting. And Shauna jumped in, signed up and did it. Um, And I love that that that, it was a feeder program for you. So we got you in the fall musical. That's awesome. What has been the the most exciting or your most favorite part of, of doing the fall musical? I would say the most exciting part for me is um, seeing everyone come on stage together and you kind of have this personality that you've adopted. And Uh so coming out for me is just kind of being in that mode of like, ugh, I don't want to be here. Um, Not literally, but in in my act. You mean character wise? (laughs) Character wise, yes, (laughs) of course. And so taking that on and carrying it through and making it tie into other places um, where we get out and sing. It's really fun. I got to see some of the rehearsal on Sunday, and it's really fun. This ensemble really has, each and every single one of you have, has taken on a character, and it is very clear that each of you has your own story, and I love seeing the ensemble do that. I always look for that in every show that I go to, whether it's a community theater in Podunk, Washington somewhere, or on Broadway. I always look for the ensemble stories. Yeah, It's always so much more fun to see a show where everybody on stage has a reason for being there and um, it, this particular group one of the, one of my favorite rehearsals that we had was the day that everybody had to introduce themselves in character and, and and when you get a script for a musical the ensemble is not given individual characters for the most part they're just ensemble so you know they're hanging out at desks in this show who are they we don't know nobody's giving them a clue so we uh, I asked everybody in in the ensemble to come up with their name who they are give me a character trait about you and then you just have to think about where you are and what your communication and what your purpose for being on stage or in the office quote unquote is at any given time you're on stage and they have taken that and run with it and it's been really fun so in this particular show, it um, really centers around three women. And um, one of them's name is Violet, and that is played by Brittany. So, Brittany, this is the first time you've participated in theater in a while, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like seven years, I think. Yeah, and so I used to do it in like high school. We, I would compete. Um, I did some Shakespeare stuff. I competed at college level for that. I hated it. (laughs) But I was accidentally good at it. So we did this competition at my school and I think it was my senior year and I just wanted to do everything theater related. So I entered it and then I won it and I was like completely shocked by it. Everyone was (laughs) 
mad at me because they like trained for it for so long and I was like I did not like I think California's California's monologue and so then I got to go compete um, with college kids at the U of A and I think I came like 11th place which was decent because there was like a ton of kids there Um, and then you know just like monologues musical theater stuff like that Um, my senior musical was Little Shop of Horrors (laughs) (laughs) which was um, interesting but yeah I haven't done it in a long time Um, I got to teach an improv unit for one year which was really fun uh, to a bunch of freshmen and then adulthood happened (laughs) it does that that. Mm -hmm. you have to go do the adulting thing and so now you're back playing again yes and I'm so happy about it yeah it's a lot of work Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a lot of hours such a creative outlet and it's always been my biggest passion I remember it I've never felt like that about anything else Mm -hmm. so it was sad that I pushed it aside for so long so I'm really glad to be involved really glad to have you involved it's been really fun to watch you um so violet is is the in the film and i always refer back to the film because that's what people know so many people love this film and have really strong feelings and memories and Mm -hmm. you know can tell you where they were the first time they saw it kind of feelings about the film so violet is the lily tomlin character what has been um what has been the most interesting or the most fun about figuring out who this character is? Or tell us something about her. I love I love that you're interviewing me right now. <laughs> like, I know, I, right? I know, let's turn I, the tables, Brittany. I honestly, like, so I'm, I'm only filling in for First City Form until we find somebody else. So it's just so nice when people come in and know how to talk. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, finding a character itself is always the most fun and trickiest part of the process. Violet, specifically, I feel like I just relate to her in so many ways, um, which is funny considering she's a lot older than I am. Right, but, but age, yeah. is, age is relative, right? Yeah, and she's still a human. She still had to go through all sorts of things. And if you, as an actor, can find yeah, yeah, and so um, I, I went through phases of thinking it was going to be hard or easy based on a couple different things. Because as soon as I read the script, I was like, oh my gosh! Even at rehearse, uh, our auditions, I was like, I want this. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get it because I'm so young. But I was like, I wanted it so bad because I was like, I just feel like it'll not be easy, but like I just feel so similar to this character. And it was trickier than I thought it was. Um, She's got a lot of depth to her that has to come across. Um, so it was making her a lot less one-dimensional was probably my biggest hurdle with her. Uh, but I, I think I'm getting to a good place finally. <laughs> you are. So, yeah. no, and it is. One of the things that I think is trickiest about this musical, not just the way the ensemble is, is woven in and out of the story and making that as real and um, uh, just... Uh, Real, that's the word that I want, as we possibly can. But there's very little dialogue in the show. So most of what the story and most of understanding all of the people on stage comes through music. And that can be a lot trickier because when you're singing, you have rhythm, you have specific um, meter you have to work within. It just, it it defines a lot. Mm -hmm. So you're sort of stuck with having to work through all of those parameters instead of the freedom of dialogue. And that has been, that has been an interesting it's been an interesting process <laughs> to me. No, just because I, I really believe in musical theater that 
Well, I say this all the time, and I say it to this cast. I've said it a number of times that why does why do people on stage start singing? It's not just randomly because you know, oh, I want to sing now. <laughs> the reason people in musicals start singing is because the emotion becomes too big to speak. But in in this musical, that is true. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it feels as though everybody's emotion is always right there, ready to just break into song, just bubbling <laughs> and, at the surface. <laughs> it's just, bubbling right there at the surface. Well, I'm so excited to finally be like doing dress rehearsals too and in a place because before it was like, what's my next line and what do I do next and who's coming on next and you know, uh, what beat do I have to be keeping and now that it's kind of like in us, you can finally be like, why am I here? Exactly. What am I feeling? Yeah. Tell the story, tell the story, tell yeah. the story. Yeah. Don't and think it's... about what comes next, mm-hmm. listen to the moment that you're yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. I love that part in the show when, when you can you know all the things, you know you have the bones, you know the choreography, you know the lines you know the music it just becomes mm-hmm. about telling the story with the tools that you already have when well, I felt so good Monday we had an amazing rehearsal Monday it was just went f- and I was like I'm in character finally yeah, <laughs> I so, found yeah. Her. she's here yeah. that's awesome <laughs> no that's a great feeling so continuing to talk about this this wonderful cast that we have and it really is just such fun uh, the the character that was in the film played by Jane Fonda who is uh, Judy Burnley in our production is being played by Lori Orlowski. And Lori has done a number of productions with us. Um, usually in the fall musical, she's part of the ensemble. Yep. She's lovely. She's played a number of leading roles in other points in time. She was Olive Otrovsky in Putnam County. She was in Mousetrap. Molly Ralston in Exactly. Um, a number of, just a number of things. And she's just a really lovely understated performer and I can't say enough about her her performance in this particular show because she's really found and I, I'll go back to that word that understated way that that character needs to express their story so she is she's marvelous and then the Dolly Parton character we have Stasha McCormick playing Dora Lee Rhodes and it is a utter delight oh my gosh <laughs> if you come for no other reason and I mean there's so many reasons to come this see the show but when she walks out when she's rolled on stage for cowgirl's revenge in her little cowgirl outfit it is an iconic moment that everybody in this town should have to come and see all of the puzzle pieces i feel like with the cash just kind of fell into place um i'm like i think you cast perfectly but (laughs) (laughs) it's like i really think all of the the leads kind of connect to their characters in a really specific way like stasha just kind of becomes her and laurie just it becomes she Judy. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. you're becoming Ro- mm-hmm. you become Violet and it's really just lovely and charming and sweet. Um so can so, we talk about Wayne Phillips that here was for a yes. So I I I he's done many things with First City players in the past. And um but it's been in the past. It's been a while. It's since been he's quite been a while. Stage. He's been busy doing lots of other things for people who've been coming to see First City Players for years and years and years. He was in Oliver. He was Bill Sykes in Oliver. He was Lancelot in Camelot. He was Judd in Oklahoma. But I so I but that was all before was, my time. I've lived here about ten years and been involved with First City Players like nine point nine years. So. I, I've never seen him perform, but I have worked with his lovely wife, Kathy Bolain, and I know what a kind and generous human and, and just a smart human being she is. So I see Wayne take on the role of Franklin Hart Jr., and but just be a disgusting 
disgusting, <laughs> misogynistic, egotistical. Pig. Yes. Whatever. Yes. Yes. And I, I have to keep reminding myself that he's acting and that Kathy would not marry a man like this. This is not who he is. But he's so good because he just becomes that. Mm-hmm. And he makes my skin crawl yeah, and my he's stomach gross. churn. You, my, so my old theater teacher used to say, if you're playing a villain and people don't like you, you're doing a perfect job. Exactly. And he does a great job. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so perfect. if you've forgotten the story or like me, had never seen the film, um, I had never seen the film before we decided decided to uh, <laughs> perform it and so I watched it this summer I had no idea Shauna see we really are related I've never I actually still haven't seen it oh good, oh, good for you I'm glad <laughs> don't watch it till after we're done <laughs> anyway if you haven't seen the film or you've forgotten the story it's these three women who work in an office and it, it is written for 1979 and um and they don't start off as friends. They're all very no, different. They're very, very different. D- different motivations for right. whatever. And yeah. So Franklin Hart is the CEO of Consolidated, this company they work for. And he is your typical male chauvinist pig. He is everything that women fought for their rights yeah. <laughs> to to work against. You know, he just sees women as, as sex symbols. He sees them as a little bit of a lesser creation and it goes from there. And so he really is not a sympathetic uh, character. No. He's not written to be nice. He's not written to be likable. He is written really to be, to be uh, sexist, a villain. Sexist, egotistical, Tistical. lying, hypocritical bigot. Exactly. <laughs> and that's it. And so Wayne yeah, what Wayne is doing in creating this character and the song that he sings, Whoa. oh my, it is hilarious so and disturbing. It all is of this equally so. Like, you enjoy it as much as you hate it. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. No, it's very true. So, uh, yeah, just really, really fun and finely honed performance there. So so far, you know, we've got we've got a really great ensemble. We have four leads that are kind of stunning. But wait, we're not done. But wait, there's, <laughs> there's more. more. Let's talk about the supporting leads. Um so we have Tommy Varela Kosak who plays Joe. Who, the junior accountant. The junior accountant who is smitten with Violet. <laughs> but Violet thinks that he is too young. And this is a character um, that is not in the movie. He was added for musical, the mm-hmm. musical purposes. Um, but it's it's kind of a fun... It's very enjoyable. It's, it's a very a sweet little moment. It's a fun push and pull between yeah. you guys. Which and is he has a lot of like small... So when he's in the ensemble, he throws so much of his character in. And yep. I notice it all the time to try and keep a straight face. Yep. every time we make eye contact. Oh, he's always, he's just doing all sorts of little, little moves on Violet all the way through. And it's so fun to see. And again, it's, for me, when I go to see a show anywhere, it's what Amanda was talking about. I love seeing the, the big story. Of course you yes. want to see the big story. But anytime you look away from the main characters, you want to be engaged with everything else that is going on on stage. And these guys are doing that in yes. spades. It's really, really fun to watch. And I think, Shauna, it's fun to play. Is it? Are you having... Oh, I'm having a great time. <laughs> so, so Not to put have, you on the spot or anything. I know. Do you have a little story that's going <laughs> On while you're on stage. Yeah, so um, for me, I I created this character that, like I said, doesn't want to be at work. I come on stage just, you know, talking about my night last night about the town. Um, and 
I I feel like I'm just too good for this place. I <laughs> you are, but I love the gossip that goes on. There's little <laughs> things that happen that you know I get a reaction out of, and I love it, and I'm um, feeding off of that. And so, um, but I I got to go to work just like everybody else. Um, and I show up and I I do what I need to do, but I kind of smirk on the off scenes. I think my favorite ensemble role thus far um, that has been created very recently is Colby Rose's debut as the Xerox machine. That's true. That's true. We're not going to talk any more about that other than to say, come and see the Xerox machine. Come and see the Xerox machine. As played by Colby Rose. Um, So some of the other supporting cast is Kyle Bailey plays, uh, um, what is it? Dwayne Rose. Dwayne. Who is Dolly Parton slash Dorley Rose's husband. And he is very charming there and very, very supportive but one wife. of the things that's so fun that he's doing is he is also part of the ensemble. So, so he, he goes. Does, he plays not Dwayne not in Dwayne. the ensemble. So he his name is Theodore. He has, sometimes some of us call him Teddy. He really is sorry that he picked that name. Um, but he's just he's he's naughty in the office. He just is you know he's a little troublemaker. So he's really fun to keep your eyes on because there's all sorts of things going on anytime he's in the office. But we also have um let me just say we are called a community theater and in some places that is sort of a dirty word you think about you know really bad theater we try really hard to not be that kind of community (laughs) theater the community that i like to think of as us being is that we involve as many people within the community as we can and this show really i think shows that there are people from just all walks from retired teachers to people who recently moved to town to i mean we have a high school student in the show um, a recent graduate from high school in the show etc etc and one of the things that i love to be able to do is connect with people from the coast guard base because Mm -hmm. they're here they they're moving from community to community to community and to be able to pull people into things that we are doing as a community always makes me feel really good. Yeah. And we meet some amazingly talented people that way. Um, Wayne Phillips, speaking of, was one of the reasons he decided to locate here after his um, career in in the Coast Guard was because he was involved with First City Players and he met and became such a part of the community that way. And he's not alone. There's a number of people yeah. that it's not just First City Players, but we like to, you know, like give give kudos to the people who do but in this particular show we have a young woman who is currently in the coast guard her name is cecilia henry and she is playing roz the um senior secretary the 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 administrative assistant to franklin hart jr remember franklin is the bad guy roz is smitten with him (laughs) he is everything she has ever dreamed of in a man and she is playing this to the hilt and she has a number in this show that you need to come and see it is so funny she makes me laugh every time it's part of the reason the show is PG-13. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. She has this, it's such a polarity, the character she plays to her personality. Right. And I think it makes it so funny for me to watch. Right? She's so sweet. She's so sweet and understated and kind and self-effacing. And this is not the character she's playing. <laughs> so, Cece is so gracious. And oh my Roz goodness. is so not. not. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. Anyway, so we've been working. We cast the show early, early. September we've been doing six days a week 
since we started. As I said early on, this is just crazy, a lot of music. And we have been blessed with a couple of people who are making it musically stunning. And you have to start out with some good singers. You have to start out with, you know, all the basics. But Jillian Pollock is our music director, and Kim Henriksen is our... Um, rehearsal pianist and is also our keyboard one player in the pit and the two of them were at every rehearsal we've had they worked about five straight weeks just putting music together because it is hard Mm -hmm. it is not easy music the what the ensemble is doing just with their their harmonies it's just all it's all complicated it's intricate it's very intricate yeah it's really fun it's really fun to listen to but so not only do you get this great show with this wonderful story, but you also get really finely honed music sung by people who sing really well and a live pit band. So it's some of our, you know, like premier musicians in Ketchikan are down there in the pit playing live for every show. It's really it, it is it's a full package and it is Fun. One of the members of the pit said that she thinks this is the largest pit that she has been a part of and that she's seen, and she's come to almost every single show we've done um, since Damn Yankees. Mm-hmm. She, so it's a large pit. I think there's 11 people in the pit this year. Yeah. So it's it's a big one. It's a lot. It's a lot of people. And it's a lot of really talented people. Right. Like That's you look down there and you're sounds, going, holy cow. Right. We had, what do you call it? A sits pro. Uh-huh. And sits probe. We've yeah. been probe. <laughs> we've been doing this, like Elizabeth said, for like six weeks or so. Or no, no, no. Six, six days a week. Two a month. It's months. been about eight weeks now. Eight weeks. Gosh, I'm not here. Um, but She's when been we, working really hard. <laughs> yes, I have. Nine to five and then five to nine. Yeah. <laughs> when we sat down with the orchestra, it, it, I, even I was impressed. And we've been singing this music over. Right. And over, so. Right. No, in the orchestra, we have, well, Kim Henriksen, as we said, Rachel Schoenfeld, Austin Hayes, Chaz Gist, Jill Lucy, Matt both. Armstrong, both, both Carlson, Carlson twins, twins, Jeff Carlson <laughs> and Jamie Carlson, Shelly Epler, if I, Leslie Snodderly. Leslie Snodderly. It's really just, just a... It's, it's a, a who's full of talent. It's a who's who in music and catch a can. It really is. Kinda. Yeah. It, it just feels. Oh, and um, um, mm. uh, Archie? No, it's not Archie. Not Archie. Alvin. Yes, thank, thank you, you. Alvin. Anuncillo? 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 Anuncillo, thank you. Um, is Sorry, playing guitar. Alvin. Yeah. <laughs> no, it just, it's, you know, as we said, eight days a week. <laughs> it's been a lot. Um, so, anyway. So it is, it's just, it's a joy. We are having our first um, public performance Thursday night in what we call a pay what you can performance. This is actually our final dress rehearsal. And I call it that because if we had a technical issue, if there was something that went wrong, I'd stop it on that night. I've never done that, but I reserve the right to do it if I need to. (laughs) And when we say it's a pay what you can, we really do mean that it is a pay what you can. Literally, pay what you are able to pay. (laughs) Right. And want to pay. And we have, you know, we've had people who've come in with a bag of pennies because that's what they've had. And we've had people who've come in with very generous donations because that's what they could do. We've had people who say they can't make a weekend performance and they pay a regular ticket price. Um... We've had people come in and say, 
I can't afford to see a show, but I really want to see this one. We don't care. We want an audience that night because you guys will be really happy that you have had that experience. <laughs> They're both nodding their They're heads. Nodding. Yes, yes. <laughs> Before we get going with the uh, with the full fledged performances on Friday. So that's Thursday night. The curtain will is scheduled to go up at seven thirty. And again, remember this is a dress rehearsal. So if something comes up, it may be delayed. We don't know, but we're aiming for 7.30. The doors should open sometime between 7 and 7.15, and we'll have somebody out in the K-High Commons with a fishbowl ready to catch your money (laughs) or your checks, and we'll have a credit card machine as well, probably around 6.45. Um, I've had questions, and let me just say this now. No, you cannot buy in advance. So that's not something that we sell assigned tickets to. So there's no advance purchase. Just bring whatever it is, form of payment that you want to bring to the door. And yes, we will take anything. Mm-hmm. Like I said, cash, change, checks, and we will have a credit card. Or machine. your good wishes. If, or your good if wishes. That's what you can Absolutely. do. Um, again, we are a community theater. We are here for Ketchikan. And yeah, we need to, you know, pay our electric bill too and salaries and all the rest of it. However, we will never turn someone away from seeing one of our productions because they can't afford to see it. We will find a way for you to be able Absolutely. to see one of our and shows. I want to say that that too. If you can't afford a regular price ticket to this show and you can't can't make it for Thursday night, but you're free on the weekends, give us a call at the office. We will make this happen for you. We don't want... Our, our job is to bring theater to the people, not keep theater from the people. So give us a call at the office. We will find a way for you to see that show, even if you can't afford a single penny. It's We can make it work. So speaking of those ticketed shows, this show is going to run for two weekends, and we have three-day show weekends. So it's Friday night and Saturday night and Sunday afternoon. Our evening shows start at 7.30 on Fridays and Saturdays, and our Sunday matinee is at 2.30. And it's this weekend. Oh, my gosh. You guys, it's this weekend. It's okay. You guys oh are ready. Fourth, fifth, sixth. Well, you're almost ready. You'll be ready by Friday, by Thursday. Um, fourth, fifth, and sixth, and then the 11th, 12th, and 13th. And that's it. So if you want to see the show, and trust me, you guys, you want to see you this show. You want to see the show. You want to see the show. These characters <laughs> make me laugh. I have teared up at times. I, I've, I, they're just, they will touch your heart, warm your heart, but then you will like snort laughing the <laughs> next moment. So yes, you want to see this show. It's this weekend and next weekend, and that's it. 4, 5, 6, 11, 12, 13. And where do you get tickets? Well, I'm so glad you (laughs) asked. You can get tickets four ways. Number one, you can go online to firstcityplayers.org forward slash tickets. I would recommend that you do this from a laptop or a desktop computer. You can do it on your phone, but there are people that have had some issues just based on the the sizing, the screen size on your personal phone. If you have it, if you have it magnified, like, you know, some of us do as we age, it's going to be more difficult. So go on a laptop or a desktop, firstcityplayers.org forward slash tickets. If you have problems with that or you don't like technology or anything and you want to talk to a real human, you can give us a call at the office at 907-225-4792. We're not there right now. I mean, you can <laughs> call and leave a message but uh, and we'll give you a call back, but don't call right now expecting to get somebody because the entire staff of First City <laughs> Players is in this room. Um, if you would rather deal face-to-face with somebody and bring and pay cash or a check, because if you call over the phone or go online, you have to pay with a credit or debit card. If you want to bring cash or check to the office, we're at 335 Main Street, and we are normally there every day from 11 to 5. We don't do 9 to 5. We're a theater, 
and we work late. So 11 to 5 is when you will definitely find somebody in the office. However, if you're one of those fly by the seat of your pants people <laughs> and you don't know what your schedule looks like this weekend but you know you want to see the show but you don't know if you can come Friday night or you don't know if you can come Sunday afternoon tickets are absolutely available at the door they are still assigned seating so please don't show up at 7:30 when the show starts at 7:30 to get your ticket cuz it does take a little bit of time to assign your seat and get you inside so we will start an hour before the show begins so that's Friday and Saturday nights. We will set up. We will we will have our box office people out there ready to sell you tickets starting at 6.30. And on Sunday afternoons, we will be out there starting at 1.30. The doors should open. Again, this is live theater. Things happen. But they should open about half hour before the show starts. So that's 7 o'clock on Fridays and Saturdays, 2 o'clock on Sunday. And then curtain again is 7.30 Friday and Saturday, 2.30 on Sunday. So that's four ways to get your tickets. <laughs> you can go online. You can give us a call. You can stop by and see us or you can get them at the door. It's true. All of those things. Yes. And I love that it's live theater. Yeah, I've stood outside of, uh, of Broadway theaters because things were delayed because of technical issues. So, you know, that's life. That's the way it goes. My When I went to see, I have no idea why this is relevant, but I've already started, so here we go. I went to see Beetlejuice back in May of this year, and they actually, in the middle of the show, they had to stop the show because something was happening in the audience. Somebody was uh, apparently having some sort of attack, whether it's a heart attack or panic attack or whatever. They had to stop the entire show. Everybody ran off the stage. The lights came up. They they dealt with the person. They were fine. We've, we found <laughs> out died. they were fine. It was okay. Um, and then they started the show back up, and they just backed it up on song. And I just love that that's the beauty of live theater because we saw two performances of the same song. And the first one, the actors were kind of like, oh, my gosh, what's going on they kept going but they were definitely aware of what was happening and the second one they were back in character it was awesome I love life theater me too. nothing like it because you never know what's going to happen and that's true one of the things that is beautiful about live theater is yes we have been rehearsing yes we know what is coming from beginning to end but every performance is different no matter what I don't care how professional you are I don't care if it's your you know 1200th performance of the same show or opening night in a community theater. What is special about theater is the communication between actor and audience. That is what makes a show come to life. We can stand on that stage and rehearse it forever and ever, but until you, the audience, are there, it's just us. Well, it's just us standing on a stage rehearsing a play. And as soon as the audience is there and they are reacting and they are feeding that energy back to the actor, that's when the show comes to life. Yeah. And we're so excited to have people come and see this show and really breathe the last air that we need to bring this thing to life. So, yeah, give us a call. Get your tickets. I do want to say that the show is rated PG-13. Yes. It's not a dirty show. It's not none of that. There's a little bit of a, of adult language, and there's really just some just some more adult context, innuendo, innuendo, yeah. and um, nothing shocking. Nothing. It's nothing more than you'd get in a PG thirteen film. But if you don't let your um, elementary students watch PG thirteen. Don't bring them to this, please, because you you won't be comfortable. Um, 
Um, if you've seen the movie, it, it, it's very much like the movie. Yep. The, the same, the, it's the same attitudes, the same language, the same occurrences. Um, and But if you haven't seen the movie and you have questions about exactly what makes it PG-13, <laughs> give us a call at the office. Yeah. I don't want to go through that right now because I feel like some of it's a little spoilery. Yeah, <laughs> but absolutely. if you give us a call at the office, we will be happy to detail out exactly what makes it a PG-13. Mm-hmm. And then you can make an educated decision right. about whether to bring your 12-year-old or your 9-year-old. Right. Yeah, and that's yeah. you know we can't we can't make that choice for you obviously, but we can definitely let you know, you know what's in there that made us say PG thirteen, yeah. Because we like our audiences to be comfortable and happy and happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what's going on right now. We've been working hard. And, I mean, really, we have yeah. been working really hard, and you know, I mean, everybody Especially this last weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yes. well, yeah, we've been we moved into K High mm-hmm. a week ago tomorrow. And we have not had a break since, so we've been rehearsing now for a week and a day without straight. having straight without having a day off. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to ask volunteers to do, and it must be fun because people keep coming back. It's time the and best time and again. the hardest part simultaneously. Cause now it's real. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot of work. We always have more opportunities coming up for people. Uh, our our annual jazz and cabaret festival is coming up in January. There'll be two weeks again of wonderful adult workshops for people who like to sing, working with some fabulous musicians. We'll have more information about that very soon. And then we have auditions for our March show, which is Clue. This seems to be the based on a film year. Yes, I guess so. (laughs) Clue is, so Clue really is, it's written by the same person who wrote the screenplay for the movie. Mm -hmm. And there's been many iterations of Clue. There's a musical, there's another play, and we've actually read through them and gone, oh gosh. No, 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 we don't want to do that, no. (laughs) But this script is very much like the movie. It's very funny, it's hilarious. There's roles for, what, 10 people? I think so. Um, And it's about even five men, five women. If I'm remembering correctly, don't hold me to this. But um, auditions for that will be December 7th and 8th, I believe. I think that's right. I think so, too. So if you're interested in that, we will have scripts. Give us give us the grace of a couple of weeks. Right. Um, and we will be uh, getting those in and having more information about that coming up really I soon. I do want to mention just two things. Number one, um, thank you so much to Deidre Watsky and the Day Spa for sponsoring 9 to 5 and making this happen. Um, I, I don't know if she auditioned because she's she's sponsoring her her business is sponsoring or if she's sponsoring because she wanted to be a part of it um but i know that she's not why she got cast just to say no totally (laughs) not she's talented beyond measure but um but thank you to the day spa without their support it's it's hard to say that this for sure could have happened in the way that it happened Mm -hmm. um so thank you so 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 much and then also clue since we mentioned it i do want to say thank you to kpu for sponsoring that show and making that one happen absolutely we can't do anything without the entire community being behind us and thank you to you Brittany, for letting us come on and talk about all of this on the air I do want to throw in there, too, as somebody, this is my first production with First City Players, auditioning is surprisingly easy and laid back. Oh, <laughs> Because yay! I was scared. Thank so. you. No. That's what we aim for. I do. <laughs> I have made that just uh, really something that I, auditions are terrifying no matter what. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified, and I run the organization. <laughs> um, anytime I've ever auditioned, it's a skill to learn, um, to be able to audition with ease and grace. And... 
So a long time ago, I made the choice that I wanted to try to keep auditions as fun as we possibly could and as welcoming as we possibly could. And No I hear, ease and grace required to yeah. audition. Just do it. Just do we it. Yeah. provide the grace and ease. Yeah, just have fun. That's all we ask for. Because ultimately, everybody who's involved is doing this as something that is a recreational activity. And we're asking a lot of your time and your energy and talent. And if it's not fun at any level, then why would people ever right. do it again? Yeah. So thank you. I'm um, thank you for saying that. That was really nice. That that is a validation of what we try to do. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you guys for coming on. I do want to say a huge shout out to everybody who came and supported Fright Night. We raised eleven thousand for the K High Drama Kings, which was way more than I ever anticipated. So um, we do have something for Christmas in the works too stay tuned for that and don't forget to get your tickets to the adult prom woody's finest hour is performing and i know that they're pushing that on the other stations pretty heavily you there is an event bright link on the facebook pages that you can find that info on you're listening to first city forum ktkn 97.5 am 9 30